see you got excited. You thought I was going to scream, but I whispered it. You know why I screamed, baby? Because my kid just went to bed. But you didn't scream. You whispered it. Oh, here we go again. When we're not knowing what I'm saying. That's how you know it's nighttime, baby. We are the media masterminds. And we're back. There you go. See, we'll get you a little one in there. And then I'm going to hear him whine. I got scared. But we're here. Very, very special episode. I am, as always, the one and only Benny Rose, the thorn pricker number one, and my number two, who is always above me in my heart, the legend pop, super savvy, ultra massive, big Papa Jones, big bearded bitch, and I'm done. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I was gonna, I was gonna say we are inevitable, but I don't even think it follows that. Our guess that is intro. That. Well, that's, there's, a, there's a few things that are probably inevitable, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. It's one we've been hyping up, and I, I still just feel like antsy and and almost anxiety about like where the, these movies are placed on my list, and like feeling like no, this one should have been higher, or no, this one should have been lower. But this is the our. Uh, we didn't. I don't think you mentioned it yet. This is our best of. MCU asterisk no Avenger films because those will probably be our top MCU if we had to pick so we we excluded the Avenger so far the first four Avenger films this is our phase one through three I guess you'd say best of we're not putting the TV shows on here so technically hasn't started Infinity Saga if you will Infinity Saga yeah, I'm I'm eager to see where you fall. Uh, I think we we should kind of do is veer off a little bit from our usual simply the best, and like we'll go through each of ours, but not necessarily say oh that's on my list. We'll just you know start with my number ten or your number ten. I'll say the movie, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Then you go to your movie, and we'll talk uh, without giving away where they are on the list because I feel like there's probably going to be more overlap in this than any of the other ones that we've done. Maybe, I, feel like, I feel like I feel like most most of the movies will probably maybe just in a different order. Yeah, that's what I'm that's why I said maybe we just discuss the movies as we go and without without giving away oh that's on my list. I I what I wanted to say is I feel that this is the type of show that doesn't even justify heart of order, if you will, if that even makes sense. You know, I think they're all there's a lot of love for them if if we're going to be bringing them up so it's hard to determine oh this is my least of the best like i don't feel like yeah. this realm fits that usual category for us you know yeah so, i don't i i like i said i feel like i could probably move these around at any like tomorrow i could feel like i would put them in right. a different spot so these are our favorites that like i said before on previous shows they're they're even though i've named these style shows simply the best they're not necessarily the best of the movie film wise can you not hear me no i do i'm just feeling it i'm i'm talking oh, okay hands. oh happens. yeah so <laughs> not necessarily the uh yeah because we're not a video show but not necessarily the best film overall but it had sentimental feelings or just something that we picked out in that became our favorites and like i said these can move and as time, these can shift. And I think some of these have already shifted 
as I made the list where I said, wow, this is this high on my list. I don't think I would have put it that high. But like Benny said, just because a movie is number eight or nine in our talking about it doesn't necessarily mean it's our eighth, eighth or ninth favorite movie. These are our favorites and they're somewhat of a, I prefer this one over this one. It's not, this is the third best of them all. No, I prefer this one over some of the other ones I've mentioned before. Can that change next week or next month? Yeah, sure. Cause I'll rewatch these movies and phase four stuff can tie to these movies and connect better and introduce you to different parts of characters that you maybe you grew to, more to a liking to a character. We'll see. Agreed. So where do we want to start? That's the question of the, of the day. I still feel like we should start from the, the, the least favorite, even though I know you said you didn't want to do that, but, uh, the last of our best or the you know you know what it is it's hard for me to put them in order like i can pick out the movies i just don't yeah. know where to place them i really maybe don't. i put them in more more so of an order but you feel whatever's comfortable you like i said nothing is set in stone here nothing is is concrete to this is the way it has to be and we're just discussing mcu which is something we both love and there's really there's no wrong answers to anything on this show thor uh, to Dark World is not on either of our lists and will not be discussed. So there is no negativity to talk about. <laughs> oh, I guess it's definitely not on your list. <laughs> it's definitely what not. On it, your list. What if it was? I don't believe you for a second. The show would be over if that was on your list. Would you cancel the show? Yes. All right, everybody. It was it was a great run. We had a great run. I don't believe you still for a second. <laughs> What about the first one? Uh, can we just go through the list without? I no, said Thor I, two. I, I need to. I need to debug you. <laughs> the show would not be canceled if you had the first movie on here. Only the second. Yes, but only if, the second. But what? But what if Ghostbusters two is on my list? <laughs> I don't. I don't know where that. If you could make a captivating case for how that's an MCU movie, maybe we could discuss it. it takes place in New York. A lot of things happen in New York. <laughs> oh, okay, yep, you got a point there. I guess that's it. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll start. For the bottom for me uh, would be Black Panther. It's not that I just, yeah, it's not that I dislike it in any way. It's not that I love it the least. It's probably out of the movies, the one I've watched the least. Mm, out of, you know, you know, watching repeatedly. Um, I grew to like it a lot more after the first sitting mm-hmm. um, f- friend, friend of ours. I don't know if he listens to the show. Uh, friend, Sean, who was a avid black Panther fan when the movie came out, hyped it up for a while and was real excited for it. He was, he tried so he hard to the show. Yeah. So I feel he, he hyped me. He's like, Oh, this movie's great. And I'm like, all right, you know, so we went and watched it together and I liked it. I liked the world building that they did. Um, I didn't like it for the reasons that everybody else felt the world liked the movies. You know, I don't like to get into the cliche, you know, it's it's a tough topic, you know what I mean? Like, and I want to choose my words carefully, but I liked the movie because it was a good movie. I think that everything that they went for fits the, the dynamic for the characters, the fact that we are exploring another part of the world that, you know, 
us as the MCU was not aware of. We hoped for it because it was hinted early on in Easter eggs and stuff like that. But um, I liked that, you know, Chadwick Boseman did such a great job in a previous movie already in that role. So we didn't have to learn about the character as a new character. It's like, all right, now we want, we get to see more of the character. So it was a unique way to do a solo film. A lot of times the solo films is the first time we're seeing the character. And this was like one of those unique scenarios where it wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, I don't know. Like I, I, I like the way Wakanda was represented. I like the crazy technology. Um, I love the vibranium style suits. Uh, they're very tech, tech drawn, and like you see how evolved all the technology is. It just looks great. You know, it's a good plot too. It it really it focuses on the character, the character's um, family in a sense. You know, it doesn't try to connect too much to the rest of the world until the end when it needs to. So um, yeah, I mean. I'm very interested to see where they're going to go with the sequel. You know, we know we, you know, obviously he passed and they're not planning on recasting. So there's a lot that they can do. And I think that it'll be another chance to make another unique film. That's it's different than any of the other MCU movies. And there's a couple other movies that I feel fit that criteria. Like they, they're just such a unique special addition to the universe. This is the first one on my list but there's a couple more i agree with you many and many of the things you said i completely agree with and better i couldn't have articulated many of those things better so you could record that and use that that i said gave you that such a great compliment as it's very rare uh very but rare. yeah i agree the the world building in the the universe what did you just say I, I already forgot i was i got into such a huge brain fart by giving you a compliment my brain like threw off its axis like twitching out like a robot no i talked about the world building and the fact that we're we're seeing a different side of the world in the mcu that we've never seen before that has been in existence you know yeah there was the something else like, in there and now it's i've already lost it but the tech the technology uh, the technology the every usage. yeah all yeah. that stuff i think is done really well it's a little bit different of a spin than the other mcu movies that we got to see thus far at this point when this movie came out uh culturally it was a huge thing for the black community i wouldn't know what that felt like as as a white person but it, you could tell it had a huge impact on the community and Chadwick Boseman had a huge impact on the community. And he really uh, embodied that character and became that hero, just like Tony Stark and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man. Uh, he is that character. Chris Evans is Captain America or now Anthony Mackie is, is taking the mantle, but Chadwick Boseman embodied that black Panther and, and he lived that part so I think that makes the movie a little bit more special. Uh, like you said, the vibranium stuff, the technology, uh, Killmonger as a villain was awesome. He's I mean, probably I one think of the better villains. That one of the seen. better villains in any of the MCU solo movies. I think they may have done things differently had they know uh, Chadwick was sick, you know, where they killed him off. Uh, I, I really love the score is awesome. Also, the the score for the movie. 
And uh, I'm I'm eager for the second one to see where they go. I think they're making the right move by not recasting him, uh, especially with the multiverse. Eventually down the line, they can have another Black Panther. But now it's probably Suri or someone else to take that mantle. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, I really like Black Panther. It's one of, it's it's one of my favorite MCU movies. But let's go. My my uh, number 10, basically, on the list is another origin movie and a completely different kind of realm and to me what i like and i never i didn't think i would care about this movie that much and it's kind of brought us into the more magical side of the mcu i mean we had thor but this is more of a different spin on that and that's doctor strange and this was uh unlike black panther a benedict cumberbatch wasn't in anything else before this and this is a true origin him with no powers as this arrogant doctor who basically takes the bruce wayne trip and learns the mythic arts the mystic arts and after a crazy car accident his hands being a mess after being a surgeon and needing his hands and all these things mads mickelson is the villain who i think is drastically underused in the movie dormammu shows up who's a major Marvel villain with and I love that sequence at the end of the movie where he doesn't necessarily beat Dormammu but he outsmarts him by using the you know the eye and using the time stone to constantly go through time over and over and over I've come to bargain I've come to bargain and just keep dying just to just to get him this to leave earth alone for now you know and I I just I, I think it's a really well done movie uh, it's. It, I'm a little bit sad that the director from the first movie ended up parting ways for the second one now due to creative differences, but I'm I'm still anticipating it because Sam Raimi came on from our fa- you know favorites of Evil Dead and and the Spider Man the original Spider Man franchise, but I think Cumberbatch is the perfect Doctor Strange. Marvel's casting is is it's going to be a trend on this whole list for both of us is is yeah. damn near perfect yeah it's impeccable it's damn near perfect and benedict cumberbatch is dr strange now he's going to be what you envision if you ever see him anywhere else he plays the part great in avengers you know he carries over to other things he, he he's got the, the the right he plays the line perfectly for swagger uh, arrogance and seriousness i feel and like every confidence too now because he's established oh, my thing is going off i don't know if you heard that okay what did you say i'm sorry no i was saying uh in, is his confidence you know as he's yes. grown as a sorcerer and you know you see that in endgame a little yeah. bit yeah so i uh, doctor strange is my number 10 and i something i i doubt i would have thought i would have put on this list as we started going through the mcu but it just it just makes it there and like i said this move this list can swing and in either way but it doesn't feel like a stereotypical superhero movie and i know i've come on these shows previously and say i want my superhero to be superhero but this is an origin story and it tasted it was like a fresh uh, taste of you know fresh air when it came out it was a little different yeah, the visuals. Think about it's, Doctor Strange. Well, it's my nine, so good oh, segue. That plays in perfectly then. Yeah, so everything you said and, and more. You know, it it the visuals was just something that was astounding. Yes. seeing the, the you know the world turn the, on the its side, like Inception kind of, kind of yeah. 
you know, um, one one cool little fun fact. If they filmed one day later, where they filmed a lot of the, the New York City stuff was literally downstairs uh, from my job at the time. Um, they filmed on a Sunday at the comic book store. I forget the name of the comic book store that was there, but I had a friend that worked in the store and there was a video went that, that went viral. They filmed in the street. And then after they filmed, he took a break and he went into the comic book store in costume. Yeah. It went and, Forbidden Planet, right? No, it wasn't. For, no, that was that's the one that's on uh, in the iron uh, flat iron area. This was a, a smaller one. I forget oh, the name. I thought, but, I thought yeah. it was in there. No, it's a it's a tiny store. It was literally on the same in the same building as my job. So, you know, it's really cool when I watched that. I'm like, oh, I worked right over there. You know, like I can relate to that. So that yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, I like, you know, the struggle that he goes through and like you said, the arrogance of him just fighting against the ancient one, just not buying into it. And I just I was told you can fix my hands and you know, you you feeling for him even though it's almost like you deserve it because of the type of person you were, but you get to see him involved and he humbles himself and then he just takes the bull by the horns. Once he has the ability to educate himself, he just takes it to a whole nother level. And I love that because like he starts stealing the books behind one's back when he's got the headphones on and, you know, reading the stuff he's not supposed to be reading and just, you know, being all he can be. And stepping up to the plate by the end of the movie and saving the world in how little has he been in this role? You know, you know yeah. how much, we don't know how much time passed in there, but I don't think it was that much. You know, um, obviously time passes differently when they're training. But yeah, you know. well, I think when he gets into the car accident, I, I, I don't remember the scene exactly, but he gets into the car accident and something's mentioned on the radio. And I think it tied to uh, Iron Man 2 maybe so it shows you that it took place a little bit into the past so i I meant more like of him being you know with the sorcering abilities to the end well that's what i'm saying if it took if it took place like during iron man one or iron man two and then by the time we get to end game you can kind of not end game but uh, infinity war you can kind of see how much time has passed since he was in the car accident to when he became but I get your point, like when he's in the after plane or anything just, like that. We're just in this movie, I'm saying by the end of yeah. this movie, defeating Dormammu, how he hasn't been Doctor Strange that long. So I think yeah. that's a pretty compelling. It could be a couple of years. It could be. We, right. I mean, someone. I'm sure someone's figured it out. Yeah, which we won't do that here. So, yeah, but that's yeah, that's pretty much my uh, my extra two cents to that movie. I think it was. A lot of fun. You know, we get the introduction to Wong as well, who's another great character. They have right. very good chemistry. I love their their, co- their couple of scenes in um in Infinity War. You know, great when they're talking yeah. about the sandwich and Go stuff. Go to the deli. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me for that one. All right. So then that kind of skips over one for you. <laughs> that, that works for me. Get right back into it. And then, uh, like I said, I'm sure we're going to have some overlap on these. But uh, if they didn't follow direct directly, I, I don't want to spoil where the list falls. So uh, number nine for me is going to probably shock some people, uh, but it is Captain America Civil War, which is the third Captain America movie. And that is our first introduction to an MCU Spider-Man. So something I was waiting for, I can't say like dreaming of because like just getting these Marvel movies was awesome. And I just, 
the 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 spec that like if we got spider-man in there how awesome would that be we got we got it spoiled for us because they had to put it in a trailer they had to market the movie that he was going to be in it how awesome would it have been if they didn't tell us he was in the movie and you went to see it in the movie theater and that was like oh shit spider-man is in this now now he's a part of the mcu like growing up to going to the movies for the first time like that nostalgia we'll never get that again because the internet sucks unfortunately (laughs) but yeah even outside it was in the trailer so it's not totally fair but yeah, so uh, Civil War, I really like. I really like the story of it, you know, and a lot of the reveals. Obviously, we're talking spoilers on this. I don't know why you listen to this best of if you haven't seen all these movies, but how the Winter Soldier killed Tony's parents, and like the emotion of Tony and feeling betrayed by Cap, and the team ups that they kind of do, and bringing everyone in, and Ant Man coming in, who is one of my favorites, bringing Spider Man in, who is one of my favorites. It it hit a lot of things for me. It does feel like an Avengers light movie because there's so many characters in it and i that's why i borderline thought about not putting it on the list because it almost is an avengers movie because there's so many characters in it but the story and and the 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 feuding between cap and tony it really feels emotional we get our intro to baron zemo in this movie we get our intro to the black panther as you mentioned before it's got so much going on it just really showed that how the russos can handle this movie and Look what they did after, and they went to Infinity War and Endgame. It just shows you how how great a directors they are as a team. Uh, Easter egg when they're fighting in the uh, the air the airport area in Germany, you can see a stair car. And for us Arrested Development fans, that is a reference to Arrested Development, which the Russos started on and directed some episodes of that show. Uh, I love Civil War. Uh, I love other Captain America movies a little bit more which I may mention, but uh, like I said, it, it ties so much together and it, it had to go on the list. I feel like. And we're going to go with the tradition because it's my next movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do this all day, I guess it's, well, it's, that fits perfectly. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great movie for a lot of reasons the, the cast having so many, like you said, Avengers lights a very good way of putting it. Um, it's a very heartfelt story. It's 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 tough because you you know you don't know who to side for because they're both right in their own rights. Um, you know, at the end of it, we understand. You know, both sides. It's one of those things that I say in the world a lot. There's always three sides to the story. There's your side. There's my side, and there's the truth. You know, and this movie is a perfect example of that because you know we have you know, Steve Rogers that is trying to find the rights in what happened with Bucky, knowing that that's not the Bucky he knew and trying to understand, you know, if he was brain, you know, doesn't know at this point, was he brainwashed, whatever, how does he not remember him, amnesia from falling off the train, whatever it is, you know, and then you have Tony that, you know, he's dealing with the more current events, what just happened in Sokovia and the falling out and how they, they need to handle this and they kind of need to just put the white flag up and they need to go with the punches and seeing Cap, the the embedded vision of the United States going against that grain, you know, and, and knowing that the Civil War is not based off the comics, it's very, very yeah. loose, loose because you can't not not at all (laughs) not even i'm just saying in the sense of like you know hero versus hero but you know 
we can't have that comic story. At least we couldn't then because of a lot of characters not being part of the MCU for legal reasons. But outside of that, it just hits, it hits right on so many points. It gives, it's one of those rare scenarios where you, the movie has so much going for it, but it doesn't take away. Because I feel like anytime we get movies where we start pumping in heroes or even villains, it, get, it, it always makes the movie yeah. suffer. And yeah. this movie only Marvel suffer. has been able, only Marvel has been able to work that you before that. It was like, it was like uh, two, uh, three, like, limit. a curse. Like I say the same thing. Yeah. He started to pack too many characters and you're like, it's a detriment to the movie and it never worked out. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's a testament to the Russo brothers for showing how they, they have their chops in place and they know what they're doing. And they took the characters we love and they made us fall in love with them in a different way because we're just in a world of conflict, the whole movie, yeah. you know, and like, pick a side. Exactly. No, no sign like, was a, no, no side was a clear, uh, well, they're right. You know, you could see both sides of the story and you potentially have favorites on both sides, which right. makes it even worse, you know, because then you see them fighting, which is just, a spectacle in itself. It's not, not something I ever thought I would see on TV, you know, on a big screen or anything like other than com- yeah. animated sense, you know? And like you said, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Ant-Man, it was just a ton. Like it was overkill, like fanboy loving of, yeah. you know, comic books. So yeah, definitely worthwhile to be in my list and it deserves to be up there. It could be higher, but you know, there's like you said this this is a list that can change from time to time and when you're watching stuff right all right so following a little bit of a trend here uh my number eight is going to follow that trend also and that is captain america winter soldier which may be higher on your list i don't know uh this is the second captain america movie this is cap figuring out that Bucky's still alive and he is the winter soldier and uh, Hydra has infiltrated shield very heavily. A lot of people say that this is their favorite MCU movie. I'm not quite there. It is a, a phenomenal movie. The action is top notch. The story doesn't do it all for me. And it goes back to the same thing I always say. I need more superhero in my superhero movie. And this is a great, great, great action movie and thriller. Popcorn movie, as we would say. And the Hydra swerve I keep using tonight uh, and previous show is is a, is a great twist that a lot of people didn't necessarily see coming. And who was a part of the Hydra team and who wasn't. And they play it off in uh, Endgame. Where, to- where Steve uses the Hell Hydra line to escape an elevator scene that's eerily familiar to this movie. Uh, Robert Redford is in the movie, which was pretty cool for like such a big, old, well-known actor, you know, to have this role. Uh, and and just see Bucky's performance, you know, in this as being this cold, calculated, a little bit more cold, calculated killer than Civil War, and uh, like him chasing down. Fury, that scene is is awesome to me when they're when they, when they when they, uh the car is getting attacked and just the score in this also it's 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 a great movie. 
It's a superhero espionage movie at its best. Yeah. Yes, espionage would probably fit the genre best. Cool. It's my next movie. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't believe it. You're killing me. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. I mean, it, it used to be earlier on, it was at my top three. But then other movies came out. That's really what happened. You know, it it laid a different foundation. It pulled the curtain over your eye, away from your eyes. Like, hey, there's a lot you don't know what's going on. And this is like, this is where the can of worms, I feel, really started. And this is where potentially Captain America starts kind of losing doubt. Because he doesn't know who to trust. Right. And this is where, this is his, I don't want to say it's his descent, but this is where he starts to evolve in a different way as a character because this is where he yeah he's not just trusting everything the government and shield is is working for he's becoming more of his own person and not going through just what he was trained to do he you know he he woke up in a new world he he had to learn to adapt this was that shocking moment for him to adapt you know you can't trust shield not the shield that you knew you know who else can you trust you know, this is this is who you worked for your whole life, essentially, you know, the government and shield. And so it, it was really I feel like it's a coming of age movie for him, in a sense. I liked his outfit, probably the best in that movie. Um, I just love the combat. The choreography yeah. is fantastic on the ship. Um, I forget his name, the dude that he fights on the boat who was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's the guy I told you he fights him again you know that was the first time he fought him that was a great scene overall um this is also our first our introduction to the the falcon yes on your left on your left right that's key yeah don't you you say it don't (laughs) you say it (laughs) great grounded scenes like steve and him meeting up him seeing what he does on the side, you know, when he's talking to veterans and helping them get through, you know, a lot of stuff that they went through. And, you know, we didn't know, you know, we knew we were going to get the Falcon, but to what level? Because it was yeah. almost like when we got introduced to, you know, War Machine, we didn't really get, we got Rhodey in the first movie, different actor, but we got him. And, you know, he said, that's for another time, you know, like that whole. <laughs> that's for another multiverse. So it was cool to to kind of really let Captain America be the star of the show outside of the Winter Soldier, who was another, you know, standout performance. I love that cold, you know, when he's in that mode, when he's wearing the mask, he's got the goggles on, he's very menacing. Yeah. He pulls off the character really well. And uh, the bridge scene is awesome when, you know, him and Black Widow are going at it. There's just a ton of action. And uh I've watched that movie a lot over the years. So it's it, it's going to be up there for a long time. But again, movies came out after and my opinions have evolved, you know, so it's not any lesser of a movie, but it's right. Yeah, it's right. great. Great. All right. All right. So my next one is seven, seven minute abs. And <laughs> I. If this is your next one, I would be very surprised. But this also stars Anthony Mackie in it. (laughs) 
and he's not the lead, but he is a supporting actor in it. This is our first appearance of the Ant-Man. This is <laughs> Scott Scott Lang uh, taking over the reins of Ant-Man from Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas. We don't get to see uh, Michael Douglas being Ant-Man very much in any of these movies. We do get little sprinkles of it. So this is very much an origin story also, even though Hank Pym has been around and has been the Ant-Man. We haven't really seen much of him. They do throw sprinkles later on, especially in uh, uh, Endgame. Uh, but I, I have an affection for the character, so I guess that's why it's as high as it is on my list. I think the movie is very good. It's a, it's a heist movie. I think the movie would have been probably better if Edgar Wright, who was supposed to direct it, did direct it. He does get uh, credit for some of the story, which is largely his, but I think his style. And recently this week, rewatched Scott, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which he directed, uh, and they put it out in 4K, so I rewatched it. And I, just watching the style and the way he does shoots movies, you know, Shaun of the Dead also, Hot Fuzz, uh, Scott Pilgrim, some of my favorites that he he had done, I just made me feel like rewatching that through. I'm like, he would have made such a great Ant-Man movie. The movie is great, but I think he would have taken it to another level sty stylistically that would have been different than anything we've seen in the MCU. I think a little harken back a little bit to that first Hulk movie that Ang Lee did. And I think is still it's a long drawn out movie and it's it, it is what it is. But I think it was a little bit ahead of its time with the com the comic panels and the way they did some of the scenes. Like I feel like he would have did not that exact style, but something similar to that. How like how Scott Pilgrim uses the sound effects and the different styles. Uh, I think he would have done that. But uh, Paul Rudd, I think, fits perfectly as Scott Lang. You know, con man turned. You know, similar to you know we were talking about like Deadshot, and you know some of the Suicide Squad. Like he's doing this all for his daughter. He's trying to clean up his act for his daughter so, you know, she can have a life that not be embarrassed by him. And she, he does everything for her while still fucking up every now and then. And I I think uh, I don't know if you have something to say. But I don't want to I don't want to eat up all the bits for the movie, but I, I really enjoy it. I think the second one might be on par with the first one. It didn't make my list, but it, it's up there. You get a lot more different variety. You get you know him turning to giant man essentially, and uh, more. You get the wasp, but this was an intro. This was an origin, and I think it's cool him him learning to talk to ants. I think the yellow jacket villain is awesome. Hopefully, he still isn't totally gone. Maybe he's in the quantum realm, which people have theorized, and he'll be back because I I I think that. Uh, the MCU had a problem early on where they would kill off their their lead villains too quickly when you know like he could have been a, a menacing villain going forward as he took over you know Pym Industries and stuff so yeah so uh, funny enough if you noticed I with my hands for the view, for the listeners I was doing the A before you even started talking but funny enough my movie is not Ant-Man 1 it is Ant-Man and the Wasp okay I'm not a big Ant-Man fan as far as the character like you are, but I appreciate him. And I liked the more seasoned form of the character and the introduction of the Wasp. I liked Ghost as the villain. I liked the the, the abilities that the, 
that the you know quantum realm essentially gave her. I like the introduction officially into the quantum realm. Um, we've discussed potential connective tissues for other stuff, which I won't go into, but uh, I do like the the comedic stuff a bit more in this movie too. Um, you know, with his with his friends kind of doing the story thing that they used to do and, you know, them having the business, like that subplot that's going on. And they're essentially trying to, you know, run this business while he's becoming Ant-Man again when he's not supposed to because he's on house arrest uh, from Civil War. You know, funny enough, because they connect them like that. I love Anthony playing the drums, you know, at one point. Um, yes. I just, it's a great movie. You know, it's got a little bit of everything. His family is like the one thing that's going for him. And obviously, you know, he's taking a big risk in losing that again when he just got it all back. You know, like even his, uh, his, his ex-wife's husband loves him. And, you know, like they're kind of like one big happy family in a sense. And they're all, they just want him to be better. But at the end, you know, this is his oh. calling to you know do a little screen sharing right now as you talk um, this is nice. my, my yeah. ant-man the only funkos i still buy are the uh ant-man franchise uh funkos so i have a shelf full from the first two movies uh mixed with the one uh, the comic book version and uh there's a thanos hanging out over here also that's awesome i mean i know i know how much love you have for the character and I figured you'd understand me liking the sequel more because yeah, well, I, to me it's and not before I even knew that before I even knew that it was on your list, I said the sequel is up there, and and yeah. you know I didn't want to put it to, like you don't want to put both obviously I, I have sequels on my list as I already did Civil War and Winter Soldier that might not be the last of the sequels I throw on here, but I I just felt like it would probably just edge out Doctor Strange for me because I really enjoy it too. And like everything you said, it's really got a combination of uh, everything. It's, it's a family friendly, it's, it's the Shazam of the MCU, right? Like we talked last show about Shazam. It's a more friendly, it's a comedic movie. It's, you know, I love the scene. It still has has big chemistry with his daughter. Like I I like that a lot, you know, but it still has high stakes. Yes. And, and then like it's his calling. It's his clothes. It's his shut up. That, that we <laughs> that we get to see later on in the TV. I love universe. that. I love that so, so much. Good. That's one of my favorite moments of the MCU TV at all that we got the up close magic. Yeah, it's good. I had <laughs> good way to connect. But like I said, I just feel like this was his calling. And obviously, to me, he's the real hero of Endgame. Because if it yes. wasn't for him. They wouldn't have been able to. Everybody wants to credit the rat, but the rat, (laughs) all the rat did was press a button. Ant-Man is the one that it got at everybody's heads of what they can do and empowered them to do. So more power to to him. And, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp made me like the character a lot more than I thought I did. So that's why. You know what? Before we move on any further, since we both talked about Ant-Man movies, to me, like I said, and you've said, uh, Ant Man's one of my one of my favorites because it's not that he's got anything s- super special going on, and I'm more of a Hank Pym fan than I am a Scott Lang fan. Uh, I, I wanted more Hank Pym in the movies, but I'll take what I can get. Is that like 
Hank Pym's a scientist and he does all this. He's he's like the the combination of of Tony Stark and Batman. You know, he like he's but mixed with Bruce Banner, I guess. Yeah. He's not he's because not he's the ultra chemistry at this point. Yeah. He's not the ultra popular character. He's not the Wolverine, the Spider-Man. He's not any of the Captain America, any of these guys. And I don't know, I just drew some drew to liking him and that it to me it's incredible that we're in a world that we've gotten two Ant-Man movies and a third is getting made. We're getting a trilogy of Ant-Man movies. Never ever in my wildest dreams would have I thought we would get three Ant-Man movies. Let alone and the third one, one is it, well, let alone one. The 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 third one's positioned to be maybe key to phase four. Who knows? Maybe Quantum Mania, brother. <laughs> I just wanted cool. to add my two cents in that with Ant Man. Good value. Good value, brother. All right. So we're on so, six. My number six is the last in a trilogy of movies that I've mentioned is Captain America, the first Captain America, all three. Captain America movies are on my list. Captain America, the first Avenger, as it was subtitled when it came out. I don't think they still stick with that. It's just Captain America. Uh, it holds to me because it's a, a time movie. What they, what they want to call that, like a timepiece movie where it takes place during the war. Time it's got period. All these settings. Time period. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, so it, it's got all these old stuff in the past and that, I eat that stuff up where you see like the old cars and it has one of the best comic book villains in the Red Skull in it so Captain America has never been a favorite of mine at all the character but the way they've done these movies it had me as a fan I was still team team Stark for Civil War but I just love the way, the the feeling for this. Joe Johnson directed this movie, who also directed The Rocketeer. And you get a lot of those vibes from The Rocketeer. So, you know, it takes place during the war. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. We're getting the intro to Cap, the intro to Red Skull, the intro to Bucky. It, it's a true origin movie. And we're getting all of those things. Uh, it still holds up. It's one of the ones that I probably watched uh I mean, all the older ones, it's obviously easier to say you've watched them multiple times. But it's one of my favorites is the Rocketeer as Benny holds up another one of his collectibles. <laughs> I had to. It's so funny that it's right there. But yeah, the Captain America, the first Captain America movie, I don't feel like it gets the respect it deserves. It's way up on my list. A lot of people might not prefer that, but wait till you see the rest of the list. Uh, but I, I love it. And I still, I, it gives you the introduction to so much, so much key stuff before they probably even know, knew how much they were going to flesh out this MCU. The Tesseract is in, is introduced. Peggy is introduced again, Bucky, everything, the red skull, which they may have fumbled with in my opinion, but I think it's awesome. Tony's dad. Yes. W- which, they kind of fumbled with by having two different actors, but that's I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. I decided not to put it in my list. I watched it more recently and I liked it more than I ever did. And I think because I can reference stuff that's happened now and appreciate yeah. it more. Um, when it first came out, I was like, it's all right. 
I'm not really for timepiece movies. Not usually. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. In this case, it was like, all right, you know. And then like I got that same vibe with Wonder Woman, and then I was pleasantly surprised Wonder Woman was was really good, the original. Yeah. You get you a know? very feeling, a very close feeling the same. Yeah. So Arnab Zoloff is in it also. This is another character. Yep. All right. So my number six is it was tough. It's like it's kind of a toss between two movies. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Guardians, but I'm going to go with Guardians Volume 2. The reason I'm going to go with Guardians Volume 2 is because it's it's really good. There's some really, really great stuff in it. Um, but it's not it's not top five because I wasn't a big fan of Ego. It's just out of pop. It's just out yeah. of top five. Ego. Ego the, was the make or break, really. Um, you know, I felt like the big bad could have been better. Um, I like the visuals on certain aspects of as Ego so he did or didn't like him then? I didn't like the character. I didn't like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like him as a villain. And, you know, um, the actor, it wasn't the issue with the actor, just the character, you know, his being his dad and him giving him the powers and him having sex with everybody and, you know, <laughs> sex all, all the, over the galaxy. All if the, anyone you know, could do it, Kurt Russell could do it. I mean, come on. True, true story. All the uh, the ectoplasm appearing on the on the on the worlds that are pretty much his jism. That was, I thought that was Ivan Ooze. Welcome to the party. Uh oh. <laughs> oh God, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, having a uh, baby Groot that was a great great addition. Beginning of the movie is probably my favorite part. I used to watch that with my son on repeat because he'd love the dancing. I'd like to sell you some batteries. Am I <laughs> winking with the wrong side? It's so good. But just, you know, the whole battle, but the song, like Xander grew to love that song. And I'd have to play it in the bath for him for hours. And it was just, it's just, it's a fun movie, you know, because again, we have now Both established, a, yeah, we've, we've established the characters now. Now they're together and now, you know, they're going on a real adventure together, you know, but it was just, like I said, the, I I wasn't crazy about the split, you know, when they, when they split them up and the prison stuff like that, but when they're together, the chemistry is just awesome. Yeah. You know, Drax is, is hilarious as ever, you know, freaking, he's such an idiot, freaking Dave Batista, but he does such a great job in that role. He's like, he was made for that Yeah, so dry. Yep. He's eating. You can't see me. <laughs> uh, no, that's in that's in Infinity War. Well, I'm just saying him like the character. <laughs> I know. I stupid know. things. But yeah, you're no, hideous. <laughs> you're hideous. <laughs> you're beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Try not to throw up on the side. But yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. I mean, Rocket's probably my favorite of the team, you know, just love his, 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 uh, his quirkiness, but I like his, his, his attitude, you know, he's just, he's always full of himself, but I like those moments when he has, when he shows that responsible, you know, guardian, no pun intended for Groot, 
Yeah. His like his dad, essentially. Yeah. You know, obviously other movies are better examples, but you see it here because he's so little and he's caring for him more and nurturing him. And, you know, you see it more in Infinity War when he's a teenager being a dick, you know, pretty much cursing and Groot. So, but yeah, that's that's why it's there. And who knows, maybe the first one's in the list somewhere, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like Guardians, uh, too. I, I think the opposite, though. I really loved Ego. To me, it separates, uh, you know, that th- this is like we've discussed offline. This is the first of the Celestials being brought up in the MCU, which I think is going to play a larger role later down the road, especially in Eternals. Uh, I think they Gunn did such a creative job with uh, a character that's a planet and then giving him a way that he could actually be a person to travel and how he has to come back to his planet to recharge essentially and him trying to procreate like you said throughout the galaxy and make this 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 son and and peter is the son that has half godlike ability and half human ability and uh peter sacrifice you know to save his friends and save essentially the universe and yondu sacrifice and popping joe <laughs> is he cool the coolest uh yeah i i really love guardians too uh, I I think it might be better than the original, uh, but you need the original to build that team, and and it's a problem with a lot of sequels is you need the other one beforehand. But on on my list, you you got to take into account that you're seeing all of them already, so you could pick your your favorites to for the, to those. Uh, so my number we're on to the top five now. My number five is one that you've mentioned already is. The Black Panther. So I really, really, I've mentioned, we talked already about it. I really love it. It's up there. It's, it's one, it, it, it could probably be even further up than this. It's, I, I just feel so different to me. It's, you're in a different world, essentially, like you said, with Wakanda. And it's, I love it. It's an awesome movie. We don't need to keep, I don't need to talk any more about it. It's my number five. Nice. Cool. Um, let's see. My number five going to be Iron Man. The first Iron Man. Because I can't talk about the Iron intro Man to it all. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> we, we don't see those are the ones I, I will have to cancel the show. If you have one or two or two or three on your list, I'll have to cancel the show. Um. Yeah, like you said, it started it all. This was actually a movie that even my wife had interest. We saw it together and she liked it. And I thought that this was like the beginning of something that if this grows, I can connect with her with this. Awesome. That did not happen. It got too big for her. She's lost interest pretty quick. She likes Guardians and a couple other movies, but that's, you know, it's here nor there. But I remember that memory and, uh, you know, watching this movie was just like, it was such a gateway for me as a kid, thinking back to growing up around comic books my whole life. Holy crap, you know, they've taken that next step of evolution, but they've really nailed it. Like as far as the actor, the, the way he's portraying not only the human side, but the superhero side. And, you know, 
I didn't care that we didn't have like a big bed, you know, like that I was familiar with, but that's okay. You know, the movie was still great in its own right. And the little hints that we look back now, we're like, holy crap, they were, they were planting seeds that early on, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's a very special movie for a lot of reasons. And the biggest reason is like you said, it's the beginning of, of this journey that we've all been on for all these years now. And it's just been an incredible journey. And that was proof that if they can get people in roles like they did with Robert Downey, yep, they got this in the pocket. Yeah. And I was, I was convinced. I'm like, he's Tony Stark. He's nobody else. He yeah. can't be anybody else. You know, I see any movie. I see Tony Stark. I don't see Robert Downey. I know that that could be a detriment to him, but at the end of the day, for us as fanboys, that's how I take it, and I love it. So, very special movie. That's your number five. Yeah, yeah. I Iron Iron Man set like you said, set this whole thing off, and I think John Favreau doesn't get enough credit for what he did and basically kickstarting the MCU is what he's doing with the Star Wars universe now is reinvigorating it. And he basically kickstarted, I'm, you know, Kevin Feige was involved for sure, but Favreau uh, kickstarted it. And he went to bat for Robert Downey Jr. Coming off all the troubles and tribulations that he dealt with in life to give him this role and get him in here for, um, you know, this franchise and give all the credit in the world to Robert Downey Jr. for staying on the straight and narrow and, you know, cleaning up his act and not getting back in trouble. And now he's arguably one of the biggest stars in the world because of this. And like you said, I cannot imagine anyone else as Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark. Even before this movie came out, when they said they were casting him, I, he was, I feel like the fantasy booking role anyway, especially he had a fucked up life. You know, Tony Stark as a character, you know, had fucking drinking issues and other stuff. And there's a story arc about it, you know, uh, I think it's, it was just the embodiment of the character. He lived yeah. the life, right? And he and I think that comes across on on these in Iron Man one and two. As much as two is not a great movie, uh, it's more like the Avengers prequel. But we're not going to be just talking about that on here. But it's but, not my bird. Uh, <laughs> I want my bed. Uh, but Jeff Bridges in this as Obadiah Stane. I know you mentioned it's not like a huge big bad, but I think he does a really menacing performance as someone that's supposed to be Tony's friend. Uh, we get Terrence Howard as Rhodey, and I hope they connect to it somehow, even if it's a multiverse cameo or something that he was Rhodey. I don't know how they, they could do it. But it, like you said, this is the intro. I was never a huge Iron Man fan, but I remember watching the cartoon that used to be on like Channel 11 and I had some comics and that was where we saw the Mandarin and, but seeing this on the big screen and like, Oh shit. Like he's in the armor and, it, and it's looks like a real armor. It's not CGI, like crazy over the top. It was, it was awesome. It was but that fun. is not my number four. My number four is another origin story. Probably the last one we could speak of, I think. No, definitely not, because there's a couple we didn't. Uh, is also in the same era, though, is Thor, the original Thor, which I feel like is another one on my list that doesn't really necessarily get the credit it deserves. 
directed by Kenneth Branagh, who did not direct any more MCU movies. Uh, it had a very different feel. He does more of that mythology kind of feel to it. And you go to different areas and a lot of the Loki lines are uh, repeatable to me. The uh, you, you're unworthy line from from Odin, like I, the story's great here. I I, I really liked it. The the destroyer coming to Earth. It, I mean, it's not like a huge big bad, but I, it, it it introduces you to the world, introduces you to Loki and Thor, and it's a story that's still going on. Thor is still, you know, Cap is is now you know Falcon, and Iron Man is gone. And Thor is still going. Thor, they're coming out with another Thor movie. They're making a Loki TV show. It just shows the sustainability that all started with this first Thor movie and you getting bought in on on you know the Odin sons and and everyone in it. And now Jane Foster will be back. And Heimdall was awesome. I mean, he's gone now following uh, Endgame, but. <laughs> I, I don't know what you feel about Thor, but I feel it's criminally underrated. I have a lot of love for Thor. That's why I asked you if the show was going to get canceled if I had the first one and the last, not the second one. Because, <laughs> I mean, I liked Thor a lot as a kid. And, you know, I felt that it would be a very hard character to portray on TV, you know, because we had one attempt in the 80s and it was horrible, if you remember. From the live action Hulk show but uh you know I was like maybe they can do it different and then you know we kind of we got the hint of the crater you know I forget which movie right. forgive me um end credit scheme but uh you know there was a lot of excitement for that and then it was, so, I believe it was the second Iron Man okay was it I think so. it might it might yeah. be yeah it was it was when to, Tony was Yes, Tony was in the house arrest and uh, Agent Colson was like, I have to go yeah. to New Mexico. Exactly, right. Yeah, so it is It is up there. That was, that was my next movie. Um, it's special. Yeah, it's special. It's a very special <laughs> movie. It's underrated. I haven't watched it recently. Um, makes me want to now. Um, I do remember not really being crazy about the, you know, the parts that took place on, you know, Earth, if you will, you know, it's. I liked that we kind of explored. God. Yeah, yeah, we explored a bit of both. You know, we saw him in his, you know, being the the Thor that we know from the comics, and him becoming one with himself a bit. You know, more. Getting, Give me more. He's that's part, and the reason we see it in Loki. Great <laughs> that he did nice, nice uh, homage to that. Another. The, and the frost giants yes no i mean look another scenario of never thought we'd get a movie like that where they it'd be it, where it'd be okay to start talking about asgard and showing asgard and not it just being hypothetical where like it's going to be behind a screen you know where it's never to be discussed visually i think it stands pretty good last time i saw it i don't know if it still yeah. does and but, the score, uh, I think, too, on that, I would st stand by. That's, that's, that's important to me. That's one yeah. of my key uh, factors. Best part is obviously when he when he pulls the hammer, you know, like that's just a great scene for the first time seeing that. And 
the armor, you know, coming up, you know, coming back yeah. to him and everything. It's just great. Yeah. But I have a lot of love for Thor in the MCU for a lot of reasons. And you'll, you'll see why. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I, I don't have to worry about my number three then being a duplicate because you already picked my number three. My number three is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Deuce, Volume Deuce. 2. And we've already spoke about it. I'll hammer it home. Kurt Russell as Ego is one of my favorite things. The soundtrack is awesome, which, again, awesome in the first movie. Uh, soundtrack, not score. Score is fine, but soundtrack is, you know, really with these Guardians movies hammer hammer home with the, the, the mixed volumes. I, I love Guardians 2. I, I think it's better than the first movie. I may not feel that way if the first movie wasn't so good because you're already bought in on the characters, but I feel like Ego is a better villain. Uh, I've rewatched it recently. I think it really holds up. It's a, it's a great story from beginning to end. That opening scene that you said, as you were talking about it, I'm just humming the song in my head. That's just a sign of a great movie. You know, we've got this unspoken thing between the two of us, Benny. Always, my friend. Forever <laughs> for, all, for all time. Yeah, all time oh that's my number three gardens of the galaxy volume two i don't feel like we need to really beat it up on it okay cool number you're number three we're almost there we're almost there so my number three is it's a toss he's it's debating toss. he's debating. debating i'm debating i'm staring at them and i'm like oh, it's gonna be homecoming spider-man homecoming Wow, I was waiting to see. I was waiting to see if a Spider-Man movie made made your list. It's it's really really good because we have our love for our Spider-Man movies. Um, the second wave of movies for me, not so much. I really actually don't even know how you feel about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Not really a fan personally. Um, I was sold. They're fine. Um, I was sold on Tom Holland in Civil War and just wanted more of his portrayal. Yeah. The younger I was, I was sold on being the younger in school. Like we're, but we're not going to, you know, they said it's not going to be an origin story, you know, because we already, he's already established in a sense. Like they, he's already, he's Spider-Man. You got the one scene where he talks about, Oh, he's walking around with the costume. And, you know, I love that it connects right after Civil War. You know, you, you get that perspective of him being a kid in that scenario. Holy crap, I'm with the Avengers. Like, this is crazy. Tony Stark is just hugging me, like, no, I'm just opening the door for you, you know? Just uh, <laughs> get out. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton. Who doesn't love Michael Keaton? Love, love Keaton in that role. Love him in that role. Perfect. I, I wish he would be back for more, but I'm thinking he's not going to be based on the Flash stuff. But who, right. who knows? Um, not crazy about the I'll, suit. It works. I'll kill your whole family. That's what I'll do. I'll kill your whole family. So good. He's so menacing, but he's yeah. so confident. He's so confident. You know, I just, I love that they didn't go with the traditional, like, you know, vulture that we know from the comics, like the older, like significantly older, yeah. where they're dealing with, you know, potentially him taking a serum that makes him younger and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel, this I is feel all. Like this is all Kevin Feige. This is all him and his 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 blue his fingerprints are all on these these two Spider-Man movies. You can tell 
because Sony never did anything as as thought provoking in in any of their movies. Agreed, and it shows, you know, because you know, you say, are these MCU movies? They are MCU movies, but they're made by Sony. You know, there's always that weird gray area, but it just it hits it hits home in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> the end the end the end scene in Coney Island is is awesome. You know, there's a lot of heartfelt parts of good you score. Know, Another one with a good score. I mean, that vulture Mar- theme. I really love. I love the vulture theme. Marvel can do no wrong when it comes to just the way they build. You know, like there's movies that we didn't mention and not necessarily bad. You know, there's something good yeah. in probably every one of them. But uh, for this one, it was, you know, him coming one with the suit that he was given and like, you know, building this uh, responsibility is at Spider-Man trying to be an Avenger after playing with the big boys and realizing that he needs to try to be a neighborhood Spider-Man. And I, I love that. You know, I love that there's a little bit of Tony in there enough, you know, for there to be that connective tissue that affects him as a character later on. So there you go. Nice. I like that. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to go jump to my number two. We're not quite home yet. We're kind of far from home. My number two is (laughs) cheesy is Spider-Man far from home is my number two and uh i really really i this is my favorite of the new spider-man movies there's only two so far but that may change from no way home uh this is one that i actually saw in the movie theater twice in the matter of like less than a week and there's not many movies uh that i could say i i've done that for let alone mcu movies i don't think i've done that for any mcu movies and this was the first movie following Endgame, so I felt like there was more uh, gravitas to it. The Mysterio stuff is straight out of the comics, straight out of the cartoons. I really love. I really, really dug it. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal did an awesome job as Quentin Beck, and you don't know where. And you know, fans got pissed off. Oh, they're giving all this stuff away. He's from a multiverse. No, it's all bullshit. He's not from a fucking multiverse. That's why you said that earlier. It's all bullshit. It's all it's all Mysterio. Hey, you don't know. We don't know. That's that's a previous show, Benny. And uh, I I really it this builds on everything from Homecoming, and Homecoming was close to making the list that I said I'm I'm gonna outside of Captain America. I wanted to just not include sequels. I felt the Captain America trilogy is was so strong that it deserved to have all three movies in here rather than just say like one of them and say, well, you know, I liked all of them, but none of the other franchises I decided to put sequels in and I prefer far from home. I've watched it a handful of times. It's got a lot of things that all these other movies have in the combination. It's got the heart. It's got the family appeal. It's got an awesome story that you don't really know what, and they leave you with a cliffhanger. You don't know where they're going to go. J Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man shows up. Peter Parker is revealed to be Spider-Man at the end of the movie. There's so much stuff going on here. Uh, it's not burdened with, I think Homecoming's burdened with having Robert Downey Jr. in it. To to They thought they needed to draw more people to it. And I get the relationship they had. It, it, it does help Spider-Man as a character. And this helps that Tony's gone. 
and he's still trying to fill, you know, feel like he could fill his shoes or fill the void of Tony gone in his life. And he looks to Mysterio for that. And then we get the the heel turn from Mysterio and you knew he was going to be bad. Everyone knew it eventually, but it, it's really well done with all his illusions and everything. And I remember watching the, the Spider-Man animated series, never thinking we would, this is, this is like a trend, never thinking we'd get something like Mysterio. And even watching the Sam Raimi movies, I'm like, well, which villains could they do? Mysterio is never one that would come to mind because they're like he has no superpowers. He's a, he's an actor that, you know, has all these illusions and stuff like this. Yeah. So fall from home, you get the scroll. We get the scroll reveal. There's so much stuff going on in here. And, and Marvel trusted uh, the power of that movie to do well enough that, that they can push to the next phase with it. I mean, they produced it with Sony, but they gave it so much stuff to move the story along that you know it would have been such a such a sin if that was the last time we got to see spider-man in the mcu i'm so glad that they they put on their big boy pants and were able to work it out i mean you gotta make it out for the greater good look what the fans are getting look at all the money you're turning away this is this is a, a franchise that needs to be together with everything and that is all well well said because it's it's such a good movie and of course, it is my number two. So you went with the Captain. I can't America. believe we were in a world that that you have two Spider-Man movies. He's my favorite Marvel character, and you have two Spider-Man movies in your top ten, and I only picked one. Well, you're, I guess, you're not in the sacred timeline. I guess not. Well, you're a very. I'm, I'm fighting the lizard in uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Ugh! What a side odor. Ugh. So, I mean, you you pretty much, like, we've been going back and forth to another trend, you know, like, you, you're you speaking so well of it that I can't really top that. You know, you really hit, you hit the nail on the head with pretty much all that. I loved that it was a genuine surprise, that the, the core of the movie was not leaked. You know, the trailers misled me to the end. Yeah. And, seeing, and seeing the movie, like, yeah, we knew he was bad. We know that. But the fact that there was no multiverse, like, you know, uh, it was all bullshit, like you said. So, wait, this is your number two as well, then? Or is yes. it number three? Number oh, two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because you let you, you, you tease to, to believe that two other movies were in your, your top, but I, I guess said, one of them I, is I, being edged out. I said one of them may, may, <laughs> you may see another movie. So, oh, okay. That's that. We'll see what that last movie is. I have a feeling that it might be the same for both of us, but we'll see. No, it's not going to be the same. No. Okay, fair enough. Because there's not many (laughs) movies left, so. Yeah, you're right. All right, so I mean. You ready for my number one? Let's go. My number one is another movie that you've already picked. So it cannot be the same as your number one. Mine is the fucking motherfucking jump off point for the MCU is the original Iron Man movie. Started everything in its place. Like I said before, we're going to hammer everything repeatedly. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. I was never a huge Iron Man fan, but this set everything in motion. You know, Nick Fury showing up at the end. It was incredible. Nobody expected it until the movie started showing up in theaters that this was going to be something bigger than just an Iron Man movie. And, uh, we hit the ground running after this and this it 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 gets its place there 
It's not my favorite story, but it introduced us to Tony Stark. One of the best performances, Robert Downey Jr. It started the MCU and without its success, we wouldn't be talking about the MCU right now. So it has its place in history. And that's why the movie's good. And and it and I would probably pick most of these other movies over it to watch. But I remember seeing it in the theater for the first time, like I said, and seeing that costume and it still holds up really well when he's like shooting at the tank and just how real it looked and seeing Iron Man on the big screen <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. And without it, we wouldn't be talking about the MCU. So there it is, my number one. And yours oh, is either A or B. What do you think it is? I think I'm not going to say yes or no. I'll just say what it is after. But you're going to then you're going to you could be siding with whatever I say it is. Maybe you'll well, never know. text it to me and I will not look at my phone. I like that. Oh, my God. Are we really doing this right now? Because <laughs> I want to know if I am swaying your picks. So my phone is 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 upside down right now. Sent. <laughs> okay my pick for you for number one is thor ragnarok okay where did you think that i might sway guardians of the galaxy volume one okay yeah no guardians was more of a i was right <laughs> sorry spoilers <laughs> guardians was more of a sway between the two spider-man movies but realistically like my love for the first guardians is more for adult Groot, not necessarily the whole movie. Like the movie's great, but I just I prefer the older Groot, the seasoned Groot that we lost, and it wasn't enough for the movie to make it into the whole list. Yeah, it's the you know it's the the story, but like they're not together for a lot of the movie. And like I told you, the ensemble is what makes me love Guardians when the chemistry with the characters. Thor Ragnarok was always number one. Nothing has beaten it. I'm hoping that changes because I'd, I'd like to have something new. I'm surprised Thor Ragnarok's not in your list, but that's okay. You know, you picked well, I did. Movies. I did preface that outside of the Captain America movies, I did not pick sequels deliberately. And I do I do happen to like Thor Ragnarok. Thor 2 Dark World is, is fucking dumpster trash. So I couldn't in good conscience put two Thor movies and not two Ant-Man movies or two Guardians movies, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. I do. I Ragnarok would be right outside of my 10, though. OK. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's literally it revitalized the character that I was concerned with after Thor 2. I didn't yeah. know if we definitely a million percent. And you totally redeem yourself, <laughs> but they didn't have enough meek in it. You know, I like Meek and I ain't got enough Meek. Here's my friend Meek. You know, Meek. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Meek's, just... Meek's alive here. He's alive. He's got nicer hands. <laughs> hey, get out of here, ghost wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. <laughs> All right. There, there you go. Bye, bye Doug. <laughs> it's it's just that the humor is, is probably one of the better aspects because they went in a, in a way where... I feel like they, the director is awesome, by the way. Taika Waititi. Just, Taika Waititi. Did I say it wrong? Sorry. 
I, I, you cut out as you were saying. It. Oh, okay. I, I was pretty close, but uh, he took the MCU. What we do in the shadows. Its, shut up. He took, <laughs> he took the MCU out of its comfort zone, and he pretty much turned it upside down by giving this crazy, vivid world, kind of the way Black Panther did, where we got something that. That's what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say I don't know if he took it out of his comfort zone completely. He did give Thor a completely different spin on the character where Dark well, World was like super safe. Well, I meant just even I'm talking the MCU, not just the character, because the character yeah. comes from Asgard. He comes from this other world. But just the context yeah. of the movie just feels otherworldly for obvious reasons. But it's just on a grander scale. I, I feel like I, I, I agree to an extent and we're not we're not arguing with each other for this this show. But I feel like that's a discredit to James Gunn and what he did with Guardians. It's different. It, it, it's it's different because, like, it's hard. I guess my I can't explain my my terms of like comparing. Oh, you're entitled space, to your space, opinion. Space versus like other plant, you know, other universes, or is this another planet? Like, no, I don't. It's another planet, right? But like, I they never really explain, you know, the whole thing because like they even talk about it kind of going off the wall and I don't want to do that with Loki when they told me he's asking him about like what he wants to be and he's like oh you know the ruler of Asgard he's like or you know what about space he's like space and it's like almost like he doesn't have that concept of like it's something different you know what I mean yeah. like the world of space is different than all these other realms realms you know right so that's where I'm explaining my aspect of Thor Ragnarok being otherworldly because we're just, we got a little bit of Asgard, but like the whole movie takes place in this other, you know, in a sense, we're getting, uh, which I forget what the name of the Hulk comic that some of it was loosely based off of. Yeah, Planet Hulk, a little Planet bit. Hulk, you know, where he yeah. is this gladiator. To me, he's probably the best version of Hulk that we had in the movies thus far. Yeah. You know, we didn't get enough of that Hulk. You know where he's grumpy. He's he's speaking better, but he's still simple words. You know, big monster. <laughs> you know, showing his bare ass. You know, just being being Hulk. You know, and then we jumped right to you know uh, Smart Hulk because he got his ass kicked by Thanos for a brief moment. So there's a lot of fun with that. But it, it, I think maybe the soundtrack was a big part of it because it was just very metal and it was lively. But then it was just the comedy too. It was just it was such a departure from what yeah. we've gotten in the MCU. That's really my big premise for I, it. I look at it like it's a, a more comedic and bigger departure for the character of Thor. Yes. Not so much the that. MCU as more like Thor doesn't have to be this super serious character. He can be more lighthearted. And then you're introducing the Grandmaster. And Loki's already been mischievous. And then the Hulk gets more character built behind him that he can be goofy and he can, you know, he don't have to be everything doesn't have to be super serious. Right. And I that's what I appreciate it. And I think that's where you were going with it. I think that's like some of the best parts of that movie is that. And then and that's where I don't know if if Ragnarok didn't exist. I don't know if we'd get the same kind of Thor performance in Infinity War. You know, 100%. Hundred percent. I mean, I feel like he was definitely toned down in those movies by comparison, because of 
what happened at the beginning of Infinity War. You know what I mean? He took a little bit to kind of get into his, you know, the jokes were there with him and Rocket a little bit, you know, calling him Rabbit and stuff like that. Oh, I think he, it's it's right off to the races and, and that. I think that's such a continuation of, of Ragnarok. No, it is. I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously he, at first he's he's still dealing with what just happened, you know, when he first meets the Guardians, but then he eventually he evolves back into that comedic role in a sense where it's always kind of like a little joke with everything he says. And then obviously he takes it to a whole nother level in Endgame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, you know, when he's falling asleep, sitting down. And I feel like that's more of the Thor that I remember in the comics, you know, the the drinking, the irresponsible, but powerful, you know, not realizing, you know, how careless he can be, but really, um, I liked his look the most, I would say. I love the armor. I love the helmet. You know, I like, I don't like that he doesn't have Mjolnir anymore, but I liked that he adapted to those other weapons in the movie and, you know, ends up embodying the Lord of Thunder, you know, like the sparkles, Captain Sparkles, you know, what do you you call him, Mr. Sparkles? But, uh, you know, and just the, you know, the whole battle at the end, you know, with Ragnarok happening and Loki not knowing what he wants to do, taking sides. You know, I like the chemistry between the two of them as well. You know, like they have some great lines. He's like, you know, we're going to play that game. I don't want to play that game. <laughs> Freaking tosses them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I like it. And I think uh, Taika is is a perfect fit for the MCU. And it was so smart of them to get him back again for a fourth Thor movie, which none of these characters have gotten. And I think Ragnarok re reinvigorated Helmsworth to to stay on as Thor even beyond Avengers. And that's why he's the only one of the original three to continue. And I think whether he continues after this one, I think he will. I just think his character is now like reinvigorated and potentially he could end up leading the Avengers. If we get another regular Avengers movie at this point, who knows? Yeah. I feel like he could potentially just, you know, move to new gap, new Asgard, you know, and just be there and come back, come back when he's needed. Like the Thor in the comics is usually he's in Asgard and he'll once in a while come back, you know, and visit and whatnot. Yeah. Well, it's also it's it's also I mean, this is more of a tirade now, but this is such a testament to uh, how well liked Taika is, how much he's done for this franchise already is that uh, Natalie Portman wanted to come back where she didn't seem like she wanted to do anything else that now she's, you know, coming back for this. Well, she's getting a big role. So, I mean, that's a big and both both go together. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And I hope we get Beta Ray Bill. You know, I think it might be a bit much for the movie. That but would be awesome. awesome. Yeah. I think. I mean, uh, he's teased in Ragnarok. I was just going to say that. So, yeah, I, I love frog, the movie. Frog Thor. Uh, That's what we need. Do it. Do it. Cow- <laughs> cowards. I, I've watched this movie probably more times than any other MCU movie, to be honest. And uh, it's a movie that I wish my, my father would have been able to see because it was it's something that he would have been like, oh, this fucking movie is outrageous, but it's so good. Like, this is like the, you know what I mean? Like, the kid in him would have, like, just went crazy. Would have went crazy for the whole world. You know, yeah. like, he he got to see Iron Man a couple of movies in the beginning, and he was, like, all for it. He's like, oh, shit. Like, he had, unfortunately, he had just missed Avengers. You know what I mean? So it's just like, 
you know, like seeing this stuff evolve, like that's a movie that's just, it's so wacky in its own right. And, uh, you know, again, there's just a crazy cast of characters too, you know, even Meek and Korg, you know, there's a lot of fun, you know, yeah. oh, doing a revolution. You want to join? <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's my number one. We and made it, it through. And the high, the highlight of that is when he, when uh, Bruce is flying the, the jet and he hits the button it's my birthday i'll be playing that during my birthday my upcoming birthday it's my birthday is that going to be the end of this end of the show <laughs> maybe oh, maybe this is where the grandmaster has his orgy wait is this am i don't doing touch, this right <laughs> don't touch anything you're a bit of a douche <laughs> uh this is a good show thank anybody you anybody wants some batteries <laughs> this is for my family just quote all the movies that are in <laughs> yeah i i enjoyed this like i said we could probably make this list in two months from now and the movies will be all on different scale and rewatching them and going through them but i think we were fair many of the movies are the same for both of us and i don't think anything was glaringly missing from either of our lists agreed so that's it I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. This is our lead up to Black Widow. Next time we talk to you guys, we'll we'll probably have some spoiler discussion for Black Widow, maybe a little more in-depth analysis to it, maybe some more Loki discussion or where the, we see the MCU going following Black Widow, if there's any of Benny's famous connective tissue to, to bring us into the future. But uh, we'll see you guys next time.